This is a Pasco Media production. Please visit pascomedia.com. Hello and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast where we desire to provide a place of rest, hope and encouragement for people on the journey with Jesus Christ living out their passion and purpose like we are. And we would like to officially officially welcome you our dear listeners to season 3. Season three, new year, new season, lots of awesome stuff for you this season. And I am joined as usual. My name is Sister Miriam James, and I'm joined by my dear friends and co-host of our podcast together, Michelle Benzinger and Heather Kim, who are also, we're all sick right now, which is kind of weird. So Heather, I don't, I don't know if we can infect listeners on the first uh, podcast series of the, the season, but you know, are we going to do that or not? How are you doing? Are you still coherent? That's you know, I had high thing. hopes like everybody else of starting off the new year, working out every day, eating right, doing all the things. And I have been flat on my back with crazy vertigo and a cold. And so, you know, keeping it real. Real. That's how it is. But I think all three of Dang us girl. have been really sick. Michelle, how are you? I know, Michelle. Um, yeah. yeah. I am trying to sit up and record while we're talking here because I've been laying horizontal for the last three or four days. We had a nasty case of the flu in our house. Like we had a mm. flu epidemic and it just knocked me on my butt. Um, this is how bad. No coffee in three or four days. <gasps> I know, gasp, ah, uh, and I actually missed the national championship, college football national championship. My husband's like, "Are you dying?" Because I'm like, "I've got to go to bed. I can't even stay up for it." And um, oh my I'm gosh, glad you I- know it's bad. You know when it's I bad. Miss college football. Watch college football, man. It's like the world is Armageddon. That's near the end. Yeah. It is. And so I'm pretty glad that I did miss the end because, you know, I'm not an Alabama fan. So that would have been heartbreaking and it would probably sent me in the hospital. So anyway, (laughs) but I'm here and so excited to be with you, ladies. Happy 2018. Yeah. Happy New Year. Sister, how are you? Well, I had a little cold, but I'm not hardly ever sick. I had a little cold, but I do have to say it's once again 70 degrees in South Texas. So. Can't like I don't think your body your body's like I just can't be sick at seventy degrees outside we're just not doing this so you know. I thought it was so funny when you um, texted us and you were like um, I was just on a flight and I was sneezing so much the guy next to me moved should I be Dude, I totally should I be like, insulted. <laughs> That was epically embarrassing because I had Kleenex and I had aromatherapy. I smelled good while I was sick. Like, how often does that even happen? <laughs> yeah. I had all this Kleenex. I'm turning away. I'm turning toward the window and I'm sneezing and coughing. And this poor guy, about an hour into the flight, he just silently gathered up all his stuff, like everything. And he got up and he walked all the way to the back of the plane. And I'm like, hey, guys, like, where are you going? Hey. And I sat by myself the rest of the flight and I was like, Dang, should I be offended right now? That's like, so sad. You're probably the most beautiful sick person, too. You're like, I smell good. My face is like glistening in the sun. Oh, that guy was like, I'm out of here, man. He was like, to the back, to the very back of the plane, people. Okay, so yes. <laughs> Nuns are people, too. Wow. Yeah. Right. Well, I know a lot of our listeners have probably been sick as well. I was seeing so many posts of people who are missing out on Christmas plans and, hmm. you know, different things that they had because they were sick or children were sick or whatever. So, you know, I think sometimes like our plans don't go the way we want. Like it's not I I wouldn't have chosen this for the beginning of the year. I know you two wouldn't have either. But at the same time, I think these are the moments where 
you know, we have to let it go mm-hmm. and let God speak in and, and do what he needs to do. I mean, for sure, for, for me being in this situation, it always reminds me of I'm really little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really can't do it all. Um, so in some ways, I go, this is a good place to start the year. is isn't a place of just weakness and littleness. And like, I need mm-hmm. God, you know, to, to get mm-hmm. me through. Mm-hmm. So I think it's somewhat providential in a way. It is. Michelle, you were just telling us a story before we started recording about your neighbors that came over. And we both just love that story. Can you tell our listeners? Because I think for women especially, this is really important. So can you tell them that story of your neighbors wanting to help you? It's so funny. Um, so I've been sick, you know, with the flu and Lily, one of our youngest daughter is sick also. And so Chris has been running the show for the last couple of days at our house. I mean, like when I tell you I'm sick, I've been like down and out. So one of my neighbors texted me and she's like, please, can I bring you dinner? You know, and usually I would just always say like, no, I've got it. We'll push through. Don't worry about it. It's so finally I'm like, yes, please bring dinner. Like I, we, we need help. We need substance here. Um, something more than calling out pizza or something. And so she called me to see like, what are you craving? What do you guys want for dinner? And she goes, she called me and said, okay, now we're real friends now that you'll let me come over when you're sick and take care of you and bring you dinner. And I just thought it was such a cute, uh, you know, and it's so true. Like I would have totally strong armed and been like, no, we've got it. Mm-hmm. But it's just allowing other people to take care of us and allowing other people. I'm totally great to do that for other people. And I realized I'm not the best at receiving it all the time oh. for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, so it was really good, but I was like sister and Heather. We also had my husband meets with a bunch of young adult men at our house every other week, um, for like a Wednesday night meeting. And I totally forgot they were coming over last night and we had, I'm still sick, still in my pajamas. And at eight 30, they all start working in the door and I look like the bride at Frankenstein. <laughs> I am not kidding. <laughs> like, I'm like, Oh my goodness. And my husband doesn't think twice to say, Hey, heads up. They'll be here in 10 minutes, yeah. you know? And I, so I'm walking around and they're like, I'm like, guys, don't give me a hug. I'm sick. They're like, no, we're great. Do you need anything? Do you need a spring of Gatorade? You're all, I mean, there's all these young guys are awesome, but I'm like, that's just it. They don't really care. Like I'm the one that puts up more um, boundaries, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and they just love that they can come in my house unannounced, um, even a little bit early and just be part of our family. And it was a really good lesson for me. Just like, come as you are. I love to preach it, but I don't always like to live it, but I am oh, totally girl. living mm. coming, come as you are this year for 2018. So mm. that's beautiful. That's all good. I think mm-hmm. that yeah. hits on so many levels. I mean, that's, oh, it's gosh. something that we want to be able to offer to other people like, Hey, I'm okay with your weakness, but I don't want to show you mine, you know, oh. or I don't want you to get too close to mine. I mean, we could mm-hmm. talk about this topic for days, I think, <laughs> but we won't. Mm-hmm. We're going to get on with uh, our topic for today. Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. beautiful, Michelle. Which, yeah, I think we could probably just weave that back into our topic because our topic is to begin again, right? So here we are at the beginning of 2018, the the new calendar year. And our quote for the podcast today is from our boy G.K. Chesterton, which I'm sure he's never been called that before, but here he is. So, <laughs> And his quote says, the object of a new year is not that we should have a new year. It is that we should have a new soul and a new nose, new feet, a new backbone, new ears and new eyes. Unless a particular man made New Year's resolutions, he would make no resolutions. Unless a man starts afresh about things, he will certainly do nothing effective. 
Mm. And I appreciate this quote when he talks about, it's not just having a new year. It's not like going through the the empty ritual of like, okay, it's new year's resolutions. And yeah, I need to take better care of myself. But he's talking about having a new soul and a new, just a new heart, really and a new person. And, you know, we kind of equate that when we've talked about this last year, and we're going to talk about it again this year about our word for the year and kind of what God is saying. But when the two of you think of begin again, which is something we do every day, we begin again. And especially in a, a, you know, a new way and a new year, Michelle, what, what comes to your mind when you think about that of just beginning again in general? Well, it's interesting because begin again is a saying that like St. Benedict likes to say in the rule of life that the Benedictines leave, like you always begin again. And this year more than probably any other year, I've been very intentional about quote unquote, my goals for the year. And so maybe because my spiritual director made me, um, Anyway, and like steps to that, like to begin again. But it was interesting when I was reading about that with St. Benedict, um, I did not realize the Benedictines also take a vow of conversion. And I was like, what does that mean? And they they take a vow of conversion for ongoing conversion. That they're always growing, that they're always converting, that if you fall, that you, then you begin again, you get back up, you know, that you're always growing. And I loved that whole sentiment, you know, um, about that you're beginning and growing and changing. And um, so like, where, do, what are the areas that I really want to grow in this year? And that I need to be intentional about that growth. And if you know me really well, intentionality is not my strongest point. And so, because it does not, in my mind, it means restriction and not spontaneity or anything like that. But I'm realizing like, okay, to really grow, I do have to be intentional. And what are the areas that I really want to grow in this year? You know, so when I was praying and choosing my words for the year, um, like these are the areas that I really want to grow in and really be intentional about those and take steps. And um, there's something exciting about the beginning again. It means like you're on an adventure again or a new journey or like you turning the page to a book. And I love that. So what about you, Heather? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's an incredible opportunity, the new year, um, to allow our perspectives to be changed and to be shaken out of mediocrity. You know, uh, it's so, so easy to just like go through life and let life happen to us. And the way things are, are the way things are, you know, and it doesn't change unless something extraordinary happens. Um, but I think a new year allows us an opportunity to start thinking about, you know, the different categories of our life and say, like, how are things actually going? Like, how am I doing? Like, how do I want to become more fully alive in this specific area, in this specific relationship, in my family, in, you know, whatever, whatever it might be in my work or whatever. So I, I love the opportunity to begin again, because, um, Sometimes we get into ruts, you know, or just like poor ways mm-hmm. of operating and, and we need a fresh start. And so I think often we miss the opportunities to begin again. We miss, we sort of just go, well, this is how it is. This is how it's always going to be. Um, but I don't believe that. And as Christians, you know, we really should have the hope that that Jesus can bring new things into our life and make beautiful things out of horrible things. Um, and we are constantly in the Paschal mystery. So we're in the process of like, you know, the suffering death or resurrection. And there is a resurrection that's coming. You know, this is the hope that I'm hanging on to starting off this year. So I think it's a wonderful opportunity. And I just want to encourage our listeners as I too am sitting with this, and I know both of you are, um, what are the areas that I need to look at to to open up the windows, you know, into these areas of my life, let the Holy Spirit come in and, and bring new life again. So... 
What about you, sister? Mm. Mm. Amen. Well, I love the idea and the reality of beginning again. And one of the best things, I mean, I talk about the 12 step program a lot, but I, one of my favorite sayings in the 12 step program is that, you know, you can always start again. Like if you're having a bad morning, just start it over. And I think what you're saying is, you know, we kind of get on this track or we get on a certain way in our life and, and we say that, oh, this is always going to be that way. But we don't realize that every at every moment, grace is new, a grace that's not given again. It's just continual grace in our life where I can choose to begin again. And for me also, I think we talked about this when Advent started the new liturgical year is that it was really a time also to kind of gather the graces from the year before. And just really look at that and say, man, what is God doing in my life? What is he sowing into my life? And and what is he preparing me for in this upcoming year? So it's like a rich time to really kind of sit. And if you, if you haven't done that yet, you can still do it. You know, get out your journal and just kind of ca- count off 10 graces that God gave you in 2017 and just kind of look at those and how they're connected and then what he's sowing into your heart in this coming year. So I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of making empty New Year's resolutions or doing something just to do it to just to do it. I'm really a fan of of really, you know, saying like, what is God doing, and you know, what is he, what is his plan for me in the upcoming year, or what is he saying in my life, like, well, what's he sowing deeply, and so I can definitely think it's important, you know, that time of gathering and then the time of spending oneself as well. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. Yeah. So we've talked about in, in one of our previous podcasts at the beginning of last year, this idea of having a word for the year and allowing God to speak into something um, that he wants us to sort of focus on for the year. Um, so if people want to hear more about that, they can go to our previous podcast and there's some other great resources that we can send your way. But Michelle, I would love to hear about your word for the year and just sort of how that was revealed to you. What was the kind of the process that you went through mm. to hear that? Okay, Heather, let's be honest. You know, I did not choose just one word because that would be like, I chose two. Never. Never inside the lines. Michelle will not color inside the lines. Justin Bieber, never say never. Never say never. Sister is dropping the Justin Bieber quotes. Okay, anyway. um, Heather was the one that wants to go see Justin Timberlake. All right, can I just say that? That's because I I told her I wanted to see Justin Timberlake. And so, um, well, actually, I told Annie and she had a comment. Anyway, we're digressing. But um, my two words for the year are, um, I was really praying about it. And, you know, I'm a big word girl. I love to read. I love all anything about words. I think words have power. There's so much meat to words and stuff like that. But a word that um, I'd actually mentioned on another podcast that had been stirring is the whole word of shalom. Um, you know, that being um, my word for the year and just a completion of peace, integration, you know, that shalom, that integrated peace. And I feel like one of the reasons that the Holy Spirit is really stirring that word um, in me is that it is an integrated piece, like that there's different parts of me that physically and emotionally and spiritually, I, I'm usually, re- I can be really good at one area. Like if I'm really good physically with our, like my health, um, then emotionally, I feel like drops down or something. I never feel like I can integrate the, all areas of my life really well. And I think probably because I try to do it in my own power. Mm. No. And I think God's really wanted to show me like, okay, Shalom, let's have this perfect, not that things will be perfect. They're never going to be perfect this side of heaven, but that they're in him, that there's a perfect peace that I can live with, that I can integrate all these areas of my life that he wants to teach me how, um, like really allow the Holy Spirit to teach me how to integrate all of those things. Um, so there's like this deep residing peace in my core, 
Um, and it doesn't matter what the outside circumstances are, that there is a peace inside of me. And um, the other word that I really felt called, which I do not find this word attractive at all, and I don't really care for it, but oh well, is sustainability, you know, hmm. um, to really shalom and to sustain things. And um, and um, there's a quote that I took from this uh, Cageless Birds. They have a, um, it's a ministry by Jonathan and Melissa Helser. Am I saying that right, Heather? Because mm-hmm. you'll correct me if I don't. Helser. And um, thank you. Thank you. She's like, Surrey. Is that correct? <laughs> um, but their magazine Cultivate. And, um, and there's a couple of lines and it says, we have fallen in love with the rhythms of pouring our lives out in ministry. And then we're filling our hearts in a rhythms of family, friendship, and creativity. This is sustainability. And the source is the Holy Spirit. And, um, I am really good at creating things and pioneering things and starting things. My gifting is not sustaining things mm-hmm. like that. Um, the sustaining of it seems very monotonous to me, and I don't care for that. And God wants to show me the beauty of the sustainability, the beauty in the everyday, the beauty in the um, the magic and the ordinary of sustaining mm. things. Like so, that is my fun word for the day. But they both start with S. So does that count? Shalom mm-hmm. and sustainability. Mm-hmm. Like I should get credit for that. I, I can see some Instagram posts on that right now. But there the you two go. Letter, yeah, the two words yeah. connected. Some yeah. pretty graphics. Okay, thank you. you know, so what's your word for the year, sister? Well, my word for the year too was something that surprised me. And I just asked Jesus, I was like, okay, what... <laughs> What do you, what's, what's the word for the year? What do you want to do? And immediately, and I've tested it many times and it just keeps coming back to me. My word for the year is rest. Mm. And when he showed me that word, it's not just a rest from activity. It's a rest on his heart. And in that moment I saw, which is where I spend a lot of my time is just laying on his heart as his bride, you know, where we just lay heart to heart. And that's, that's where I'm going to spend the year. And I, I felt like he was saying, you know, you've been working really hard these last few years and I am so grateful for that. And, but let me, let me just take care of you this year. Let me just, just rest on my heart and let me provide for you as your husband. Let me speak into you. Let me send people that are going to help you. Let me just, let me love you for the year. And, um, I guess for me, somebody who is, you know, type A and I'm, I'm a lot of things, but lazy is not one of them. And so like, for me, like the rest is like, what do you mean we're going to rest? Like we've got work yeah. to do. Like we've got, you know, all these things need to be fixed or Lord, you know, look, I've had a whole inventory of just all these areas. And I, and I really feel I'm saying like these, those things will be accomplished, but I'm going to, I'm going to do them. And I, what I really need you to do is just rest on my heart. And I, I was telling a friend of mine about it and they were saying that, you know, that kind of rest is that the kind of rest that brings it. That's the intimacy of lovers. That's not just idle time. That kind of rest is, is an enkindling of intimacy of bridegroom to bride where new, new fruit is born in that intimacy. Um, totally. So, yeah. So just interesting kind of praying into that and just seeing that and what, you know, who knows what the year holds, but to have that in my mind in the day to day, like, I've been thinking about it ever since, ever since that revelation, I've, I've, I've thought about it every single day throughout the day and of what Jesus is saying and this reality of, of, of a God who cares for us, a God who is particularly concerned with a tender, humble love for us, who's, who's, you know, solicitous for our hearts and for our lives and who doesn't miss a detail and, and who aches to have us come to him and, and rest there so he can be the one that provides for us. So 
my word for the year is rest 2018. Mm. Ooh, I love that. I year. love that too. And, yeah. And you don't rest. Like I just have to tell you, sister was at our house in December and we had a couple days before we had to go do an event. And in that time she could not handle that. I had a brand new iPhone and it was just sitting in a box because I couldn't handle downloading all my contacts, figuring out how to transfer things. And so I just ignored it. So sister sat there for an hour and a half and loaded my new iPhone, figured out how to back up all my files and did that. And not only did she do that, then she decided to clean out my refrigerator and organize my refrigerator for another hour and a half. And she organized awesome. my refrigerator. She's like, would you be offended if I cleaned out your refrigerator too? I'm like, knock yourself out, sister. Clean away. And so she did all that. And I was telling her, I really feel like I need my own religious order living at my house. <laughs> Well, you, just you, didn't, yeah. you didn't tell everybody that I shattered two of your your refrigerator shelves that are shatterproof glass. Like, how does that even happen? Like, how because, you're Wonder Woman. because you're Wonder you Woman. She you shattered so shatterproof glass. You're going to add that yes. to your bio. Seriously. <laughs> She's <laughs> written a book. <laughs> she shatters shatterproof glass. Yeah. It was so funny. Yeah. Oh, well, um, that's a lesson that I need to learn, which it touches on a variety of things, but I think it's really me clean for you. Like that made my type A person very happy. Thank you. That made me very happy. Thank you. It was a win-win. I just was like watching hey. it happen. Yeah. Well, you were helping awesome. too. So you were like were vacuuming and mopping. Yeah. So. And so. Oh, that's um, beautiful, sister. I love that because I, I like what you were saying that it's not just something idle. You know, it's not like rest and just sit here and do nothing and no fruit will be born. You know, it's the kind Kind of rest that produces the fruit that will last you know that's what i hear you saying and it's what like what your heart like truly desires at its core and and god wants to give that to you this year like i just didn't want you to stop talking <laughs> you're talking about that i'm like ah i could just sit and listen to this for you know i'll give you a couple hours to stop talking about that you know <laughs> that's really beautiful i just love that yeah. I'm very grateful. Well, my yeah, Heather, my word, yeah, my word isn't as dreamy and lovely as as yours. Um, it, uh, yeah, came to me in prayer. I was just sort of sitting and and waiting for it to come and listening to the Lord. And I wanted it to be something cool. And you know, I saw on Facebook some word of the year generators, and I hopped on there, and you know. I didn't like the first one. So I tried it again. You know, I've got four different ones that really none of them were what God wanted for me. So, um, so I just sat and listened some more and not knocking the word of the year generator, you know, uh, you know, we, the Holy spirit can use anything, but I, I just feel like whatever, whatever we're using to find our word for the year um, that we really need to bring it before the Lord and make sure that it's his word for us. Because I know I would rather choose like a lot of different words for myself this year. Um, but what he gave to me was foundations. And, and as I've sat with that word, I was like, wow, this is going to go into everything. And it was just touching on things that have already come up. You know, it was making sense. It was sort of like piecing together all of the different areas that are coming up for me this year with one word. And I feel like, well, literally, we've bought some property. And so we're going to be building a house. So there's like foundations of literally like a new home. Um and I was thinking about the attention that's put into that and even like the type of foundation that that we're choosing. Like it's a, this new thing that's more um, sustainable and, you know, it, it's it it works for your house better. It's more efficient. You know, all of this stuff, like from the very beginning, like we're trying to make the decisions that 
are going to make it last, you know, and, um, and run the best and all of that. And I was like, wow, this is so appropriate because I feel like God is wanting me to enter into the foundations again of everything in my life, like to, to take a new look, like, and some of them is a begin again, you know, we're going to scrap it. We're going to start over. I want to build something new, you know, and some of it is like, um, just, um, what's the word? Like, adding new supports into the foundation, you know, um, restructuring things a little bit. So even with my family, one of the words that we're going to be focusing in on is gratitude. It's one of those foundational principles. Like, again, the Lord was like foundations, like I want gratitude to be one of the foundations of your family life. So for our children um, and Jake and I in our household, that's going to be something that we're specifically working on throughout this year. Because I feel like gratitude, if we don't have that, it's going to be very hard um, to not be critical and like all of these things, like just entitlement and all the things that you don't want um, for your family. But I was listening to a podcast by Bill Johnson and he said something like, you know, if you're if your criticism list is longer than your gratitude list, something has got to shift. He says your gratitude list. Oh, that's a good one. I know. Mm. I know. It like rocked me. He's like, your gratitude list should always be longer than your list of complaints. And I was like, wow, you know, that's something that definitely needs to shift in my own heart. And, um, and in our family life, you know, um, but foundations in my marriage, foundations in me as a person, you know, like I feel a call to go back in, like the Lord is drawing me into the deep again to, to look at some of the foundational things that he wants to heal. And there's a part of me that like, in all honesty, I'm like, seriously, again, like we're going to do this again, you know, because I have done a lot of work. I have done a lot of healing. I have looked at a lot of old places and foundational things, but it was this gentle voice of God saying, yes, again, because it's not fully what I have for you. You know, there's more to be had here. And and in some ways I was like, Lord, can't I just settle like for mediocrity sometimes? <laughs> like why? <laughs> it would be so much easier oh to just like be content with the mediocre. Why have you made me this way that I just like, Amen. I can't be content with it. And and him, I just felt like this, like, almost like this joyful, playful, like, yes, this is how I've made you, Heather, for a reason, you know, because I have more for you. Like, he has given me that hope of living an abundant life here on this side of heaven that I, I really believe that in the core of my being, that that's what he intends for us is to live a full and and happy and joyful life. Like, even in the midst of the sorrows, you know, it's not like, like we will be saved from all of that. Um but that it will be abundant, you know, with fruit and blessing. And I just, I'm always drawn to that quote by um, John Paul II, where he says, it's Jesus that you seek when you dream of happiness. He's waiting for you when nothing else will satisfy you. He's the beauty to which you're so attracted. It is he who provoked you with that thirst for fullness and will not let you settle for compromise. And he goes on to say, like, do not allow yourselves to be ground down by mediocrity have the courage to commit yourselves humbly and patiently to improving yourselves in society. And I, I just love that because I'm like, that is so Mm. how I want to live my life, you know, and it's true. Like if we believe that Jesus is love, like Jesus is love with skin on, you know, we are all desperate for love at the core of everything. Like that is what we're longing for is Mm -hmm. love. And we can miss that. We can miss it with like, the craziness of life. We can miss it with the rules. We can miss it with the, no, I just got to act right, you know, behavior modification. 
Jesus is love and we are longing for love and to be satisfied by love. And, and we settle, you know, so often. So for me, these words of the year that we're talking about, this is like that. No, I'm not just going to do it the way I've always been doing it. I'm going to begin again. I'm going to allow God to bring new perspective into things, things that I think have been lost, things that I think that can't be restored, things that are broken, things that have gone dry, things that are mediocre, you know? Um, so I feel like, geez, this year is going to be big mm. <laughs> and it's not going to be easy, you know? But I'm like, okay, bring it on. If like, this is the life of Christ. His life was not easy. There was bloodshed, you know, and there was death. Um, but that was the only way that new things could rise. So that's what I'm hanging on to at the beginning of this year. And I think what oh. you said was really big, like an eternal perspective. Like we really want an internal perspective. We want to see things through, you know, it says in scripture, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. So Lord, what do you think about our lives right now? Really asking him and like sister gave us the beautiful image of laying her head on his heart. Lord, align our heartbeat with your heartbeat. Let us be in step with you. Let us see the things the way that you see things in our life. Um, one of the definitions I was reading even about Shalom, it says, is what happens when the love of God meets our most tender places. Oh, you gosh. Know? Oh. You know, and I'm like, all right, let's bring those tender places to him and allow him to transform them. But tell us about them. Like, what is your perspective on this? With those relationships that are so stinking hard in our lives, Lord, like, what is your eternal perspective on this? Like you have allowed it. So what are you saying about it? Um, and I think for all of us, like, and let's stop trying to do it in our own power and let's do it in his, because this is, we're tired. You know, I think one of the big things today, you know, my prayer is Lord unclench my fists and just take everything that I'm oh, grasping yeah. to and just hand it over to you. Like allow me to stop white knuckling the things that I'm holding on to, to produce in my own power and just allow me to let it go. Give me the grace to let things go that I need to let go and allow you to come in power. Um, you know, like you are God, we're not, let's move. Okay. You know, this is it. And I think that's what the world needs. Exactly. That is people who are going to say like, okay, I'm letting go of it all. Like I am coming under, you know, your authority and your, which is love, right? Like, I mean, it's not like the taskmaster. It's like, I am coming under like your goodness, your greatness, your kindness. And I'm, and I'm just saying like, I, I'm letting it go, like just come with it all. And I think that's what the world needs. Like we don't need more mediocre Catholics or Christians or, you know, people who are just going to do kind deeds. We need people who are going to be filled with the love of God um, to actually change the world, to change their families first starting with our own hearts mm. like it has to start there first and that's exactly right and that's the foundation that's the shalom that's the rest that's required that allows that transformation to take place like where uh, both of you oh my gosh so beautiful i didn't want either of you to stop sharing and i you know where his love touches those tender places you know, where, where we're willing to go to the foundations, what you're saying, Heather, you know, it's like go big or go home, you know, otherwise, what are we doing with our life? It's, it's so short, you know, my uncle just died today. And I, you know, he's a man who's 83 years old, who lived a very challenging life and very turned off to the faith. And on December 22nd, my mom and I went to visit him. He was in advanced stage of Parkinson's disease. And we talked to him and he had been closed off to faith his whole life. And we just went interceding for him. And my uncle agreed to be baptized that day. 
Oh my gosh. At 83 years old, he was baptized and received the mark on his soul, marking him as God's son. And he died today. Oh my gosh, sister. Oh my gosh. And I just was like, you know, stuff like that, where you just wonder about life and about what God's calling is on our life and how these little things that all of us are a part of that you just never know when God's grace will just, will just, you know, be part like that revelation of the tenderness of, of where we bring the face of God through not like, like Michelle was saying, not our own power, but through his love. Like he wants to, he wants to love. He wants to heal us. He wants to bring us mm-hmm. into the fullness of who we are and to, to heal all the places we isolate and all the places we push him away, all the places we're striving and clenching. And you like this, he's saying, he's like looking at us saying, let me, would you just let me love you? <laughs> let me, let me cl- love you. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah. And I, what you both are saying are really both practical things we can do. And also we say the obstacles as well. So like when we talk about this week of where you're going and the word, like what are some practical things that, you know, Christ is calling you to, or that, you know, this part of your life that you can do as you get the word for the year of, so how am I going to put that word into action? And then to be very honest with yourself, knowing yourself saying, okay, what are the obstacles that are probably going to come up where I need to choose? Well, I will need to choose virtue. I will need to choose what is good, true and beautiful. I will need to humble myself, let my neighbor come over and bring me food when I'm sick and let people love me, let people close, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and and let God heal those um, things. So I think it's important too, you know, as we kind of go forth from here. Oh, I think it's a essential. Yeah. I, if we don't have a plan, it will not happen, you know? So I think for me, for all of us, um, speaking here, but for our listeners as well, I just want to encourage all of us. Like I'm saying this to myself as as much as I'm saying it to you, we have to have a plan of how are we going to let this word or these things that God is revealing to us really take shape in our life in a practical way. Because if it's just an idea, if we just write it in a book, you know, put a quote on our mirror, that is not going to change our heart. We have to make space for that in our life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. Oh, gosh. So, yes. Well, we're going to continue our tradition of our one thing that we always do the one thing, except Michelle usually has like two, but that's okay. So, um, (laughs) she does not color within the lines. I know. She she lives on the edge. I love that about her, actually. That's why we hang out with her. I mean, she inspires me out of my little box, which I love. Don't tell her sister, but I love that about her. Don't tell her. Funny Heather. So, Michelle, dear friend, as I see you're drinking Gatorade and your mouth is full, um, what is your one thing for the week for the first episode of season three? My one thing is actually a prayer from Sir Francis Drake that I watched a friend of mine preach on a woman that I know here and she um, is a really gifted speaker and preacher. And it's a a prayer from Sir Francis Drake called Disturb Us, uh, Lord. And I loved it. I was like, why have I not seen this before? And I'd seen it a couple of weeks ago, but I didn't really know all the words to it. And it says, Disturb Us, Lord, when we are too well pleased with ourselves, when our dreams have come true because we dream too little, when we arrive safely because we sailed close too close to the shore. Disturb us, Lord, when when the abundance of things we possess, we have lost our thirst for the waters of eternal life. Have fallen in love with life, we have ceased to dream of eternity. In our efforts to build a new earth, we have allowed our vision of the new heaven to dim. Disturb us, Lord, to dare more boldly, to venture on wilder seas where storms will show your mastery, where losing sight of land we shall find the stars." We ask you to push back the horizons of our hopes and to push us in the future in strength, 
courage, hope, and love into your arms. And I loved it, but I love those first lines, disturb us, Lord. Oh, you know, you know, when so we, good. when we have just gotten comfortable and, um, but the lines when it says to venture on to wilder seas when losing sight of the land. So we shook, so we can see the stars, you know? And so, um, love that. just really praying about the areas that I've become complacent and comfortable in. So that is my one thing. I'll post the prayer on our page. What's your one thing, sister? My one thing is actually friendship. And, uh, Uh, it's beautiful seeing the two of you again today because we haven't met in a while. And it's just thinking of the nature of friendship and my, my prayer, you know, really for many, many months now is just, Lord, I want to love well, like teach me how to love well. And I have a dear priest friend who gave me a book called friendship in the Lord. And I think it's out of print, but the author is a Dominican author. And he was talking about that when we find our rest in the heart of Christ, like our job is to bring Christ's love to others and to see their beauty. And he said, every person ever created by God is, is beautiful. And so, So it's how Christ sees them in their beauty. That's our job is to see their beauty and to call it out of them and to bring them into friendship with the Lord. So it all goes back to the Lord. And so I just really am enjoying the book and uh, really experiencing a lot, but just learning how to see people and to Mm -hmm. love them and to pray to love them well with the love of Christ. Like, Lord, you know, let me love well. So for me, it's the gift of friendship um, that I'm, I'm just incredibly grateful for. So that is my one thing for the week. Hmm. I must say it was really lovely. Like we recorded our podcast, the last one before Christmas, when we were all together, as our listeners know, in Pensacola. But following the recording of that podcast, we had a whole weekend together um, and with some other really beautiful people. And that struck me as well. It's not my one thing, but I just want to comment on it that, you know, when we make time, that was not convenient at all to go <laughs> like in Advent, in December, right before Christmas, across the country um, for five days or four days or whatever. Um, but it was was exactly what my heart needed. And God Mm. knew that. And I think when we make space for friendship and deep connection with people, you can never lose with that. Never. It was just another Mm -hmm. reminder again, like that has to be a priority in my coming year, Mm. you know, Mm. to make space Mm -hmm. for deep, like not frivolous friendships, deep connection with people. Amen. Deep, meaningful connection. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So my one thing is a song. Um, it's a new song. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. Um, it's a new song out by Corey Asbury called Reckless Love. Um, and and I've been hearing it for a while and I was like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> and then he did this uh, like acoustic version of it where he's like standing in a field and his son is playing. And I don't know, there was just something about it. And I think just where I'm at, where God has me at. Um, the words just started to really sink in and I love it. So hopefully our listeners will love it as well. I'll post it um, on our website. And um, just to let everybody know, just a reminder, we always have uh, reflection questions and things that you can find on our website. Um, you just go on to uh, abidingtogetherpodcast.com and there will be an image for each episode. If you click on the image, it brings you to our questions that we have, journaling questions and group reflection questions. If you're getting together with people to have a chat, I know some people are meeting in person, some people are meeting just like with texts. Um, it's really beautiful to see how everybody's getting together. So that's there for you. And we're really excited about what's coming this season three. We have some excellent interviews coming up with some people that we love, some some world changers that we are excited for you to meet and hear, and also some, some really exciting series coming up. And mm. we have a surprise <laughs> next week that we'll talk about. Yeah, what is it? 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, do I know about this? Oh, I do. I do. Okay, yes, well, people you have to do. tune in next week. <laughs> well, dear listeners, we're so excited to be back with you. We've missed you, and we just thank you for all the emails and all the feedback we get from all over the country of people, men and women alike, listening and just joining in. And you're most welcome. You're most welcome as friends on the journey. And begin again. Ask Jesus this week. Ask the Lord, what's the word for you for the week? And just press into it and so deeply and, and know that you are, are deeply, deeply loved. If you enjoyed our episode or if you're just new with us, please feel free to share it. Please feel free to give us a rating or review. You can find us on iTunes and abidingtogetherpodcast.com. Um, and until that time, next time we will be abiding together. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. 